I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. In August, the RGV Partnership held a commercial and investment tour in the city of Palmview, focusing on retail space available for development. After the investment tour, Steve Taylor spoke to Palmview City Manager Michael Leal. What's your main artery? You got the expressway, and then you were talking about Lahoma and veterans. And mm-hmm. walk me so, through that because there sure. was never a map of. Because we're off the expressway, so the, the the interstate is a major corridor that runs east and west. Parallel to that, on the south side of of Palmview is uh, Business 83, Old 83, which is so the hired. south side. Well, it runs all the way across yeah. from Mission, comes from Mission, really yeah. it'll take you through downtown Mission. Yeah. Uh, runs east and west also parallel, yeah. and it will eventually merge into the interstate too, just outside our city limits, right before you get to Benitas. Okay. It curves into the expressway. Yeah. Yeah. Also running parallel to the expressway is 495 Veterans Boulevard, coming from Mission Far all the way this way, and it ends at Abrams Street. So. Those three major corridors run east and west. A lot right, of trouble. Right. Then we go north and south. La Homa is the first major street once past inspiration once you get into the city of Palmview. State highway running north past seven mile line, past little seven, five lanes, a lot of traffic, major corridor. And then we have the next one, Benson Road, that runs north and south. We have uh, East Goodwin that's split by the expressway but runs north and south. But the next major one, is FM 4492, where the HEB is, also a state highway that runs north and south. So these feet, these you know connectors go north and south. Right. So do you will you benefit in any way from that La Jolla bypass, or is that all further further west? While it's further west from us, we still feel that there's an opportunity for us to benefit from us because people, travelers will know that what, you know, once you get on this overpass, this might be the last stop to pick something up, to, you know, maybe to fill up on the gas station, to grab a quick bite, and then you get that path because you might not be anything for a while because you'll be on the bike. So there should be a small opportunity there. Okay. But, for, but the good news is we will not be bypassed, so no. it shouldn't affect us like the other cities that they're going to get literally bypassed. bypassed yeah. Yeah. And then earlier, the on you said you did have some infrastructure issues but you resolved those what were you what were the issues that have been resolved the major infrastructure challenges were was the sewer just lack of sewer for so long uh, first for an area that's so developed already usually the infrastructure goes in prior to development so having to do having to have this Awasud sewer project in a city that's already developed created some challenges you know a lot of, uh, you know, the streets had to get torn up to install the sewer lines, which affected our, you know, uh, you know, people driving back and forth, just regular traffic and transportation. Uh, it became challenged. Some of the businesses were impacted by that because streets were literally under construction. Sometimes they had to close down during bad weather. They became challenges. So we had to get past through that and all through that and, you know, think of the long term benefits of it. Uh, fortunately, we are in the town, aside from the fact that we didn't have that infrastructure to offer the companies and the developers that were interested and say, hey, do you have sewer? And unfortunately, Awasad does not have it yet. So they had to add to their model the cost of septic tanks and not just standard septic tanks, but huge tanks or multiple tanks. Something that if I went to another city, I'm not going to have to do. Right. So again, fortunately, so were, were, you t- were you turning away development during those days? Indirectly, yes. Yeah. You know, when we have to answer no to that question. They didn't... They didn't have any more questions for you. Right, exactly. They, we'll they stop there. On. We'll stop there. Yeah, exactly. And it was tough. It was sad. Okay. So, onto the population issue. Mm-hmm. So, 
I, I remember seeing those 2020 census numbers and how you'd just gone, it'd gone crazy. And I think I interviewed the mayor or, or the mayor pro tem about yeah, it. Yes, it was a mayor pro tem. Yeah, so, so what happened? You had been annexing land and the, what, the, what you hadn't done before 2010, 2010 census, but you have by 2020, then the count comes in and you've just shot up from five to 15? Yep. yep. I where, think... where, where did you annex? Uh, both to the north and to the south as well. Uh, you know, to the south of limits up until Mission City limits, because Mission curves around here. Mission also curves around to the north of us, so we annex about a north, a mile north. Uh, and were the, were the homes already there, or you, they started building after you annexed? Most were there. Some of these are older established neighborhoods, but they were so also... So they were just in the county? Yeah, they were in the county, and, and you know, uh, benefit to them, they were in need of infrastructure improvements. These were older neighborhoods that, you know, at the time were developed when, you know, model subdivision rules didn't exist, drainage requirements didn't exist. So while we're grateful to have annexed these areas, so now those are the challenges that we have. We're paving streets right now, as a matter of fact, literally right now, to the north, newly annexed areas. They have drainage issues. We're looking for funding for that as well. Um, and yeah, between that 2010 census and 2020, every year census would put estimates, but their basis was always our 2010, 2010. city limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, we've grown. So what? how were you negatively impacted in those 10 years um, by the fact that you know, the, the big companies would look at the census numbers and say, no, no, there's only 5,000 people if there. That's not big enough for, for what we, you know, for a, we need a bigger catchment area or whatever. So there was a period in that when you knew your population was bigger, but you were suffering economic development-wise, potential developers were not coming in? Yeah, if anybody just looked at data, and then it's real natural and easy to just want to Google population yeah. numbers and you yeah. get census estimates, yeah. and they're going to see that very low number. And again, they might stop there. I'm not even going to reach out. I'm not even going to call. That's not big enough for us. And it doesn't paint an accurate story or an accurate reflection of what we have. And it affected us negatively with federal funding. Formula funding coming from you know, based on those estimates. So they would give us an allocation enough for 5,200 people when we had 15,000 plus. And that's what led into the CARES Act funding that the county distributed at first, that they went off those same census numbers. And what we told the county was, it's not that we were undercounted, is that they counted 10,000 people of ours in your rural jurisdiction when it's really in the city. So the feds send the county money for those 10,000. They just went to the wrong pot, so to speak. Fortunately, the county did agree with us when we showed them, hey, your elections department says 7,500 voters. Your appraisal, the appraisal district data shows 4,200 dwellings. So are you still going to tell us we only have 5,000 people? So they made an adjustment, and we give credit to the county. They tiered us with those other cities and put us on the smaller, on the lower end. Mm -hmm. And the end, they gave us maybe for like you know twelve to thirteen thousand. So it was really, it was really that federal dollars that you potentially could have missed out yes. on. Not so much these developers that you know they weren't. I guess they were looking at census numbers. So maybe you, you know, you could have been missing out, and we wouldn't even know. Yeah, mm -hmm. got, it, yeah. got it. Okay, the next one. I, you made the good point. The lady that was sitting back there and said, what about all the cash economy? And you made the point, look, we can only deal with, you know, the big companies do record it. But then Daniel Galvan from Caldwell said a third, I think he said a third or 30% are shoppers from Mexico. Do you have any idea if that's correct? In, 
your retail customers, how many would you get from Mexico? I believe so. And you know, I can probably give you more specific data. We'll look at this right now. Yeah. But because we have the mobile data, for example, that shows yeah. the traffic coming to HEB, there was a fair amount of people coming from HEB, from sorry, coming from yeah. south of the That's border. That's the beauty of the, the cellular yeah. data rather than... Now, were they paying cash yeah. or credit? We yeah, didn't yeah, say, yeah. but I would have to agree with those numbers and those yeah. estimates. Okay, okay. Um, Good. But again, fortunately, with technology, with systems, all that should be accounted for. There might be some, you know, leakage or shortfalls in with smaller, you know, smaller establishments. Um, and then as far I as reporting. okay, yeah, yeah. And then I like the point that you made about um, for for our friends in the north, this is not a bad area to visit. <laughs> um, uh, the border's safe. I mean, you made a f- bit of fun of it, but that is a. That's a, th- a stereotypical view we all have to fight. Yes, absolutely. It, you know, going back to five years ago when I was still at the county, we dealt with that, and even now, and it's become a political issue and a political topic. And um, they don't. I think I don't think they. Well, I don't believe they realize that the, the negative impact that it has on here on us here do, locally. Do, would you say we are? It hurts us. Like, I, I would say yes. Um, in terms of investment. Uh, potential investment, yes, especially when you're talking about larger firms that are not from the area that you know, they want to establish a manufacturing plant down south. Uh, but all they hear in the news is, oh, that you know, terrorists come crossing over, and, you know, spillover violence and things of that nature. When, uh, when the reality is, it does not impact us here on the south. Like okay, and now you bring up industrial. You asked any questions. I didn't want to bring it up in front of anyone else, but because I think I knew the answer when you said the year 2.2 square miles or whatever it was that gives me the re- the answer to my question which was everything today was focused on retail not industrial is that because you simply do not have the land for for going after the warehouses because we- i cover some of the other edcs and there's such demand for industrial space and warehouses and are you too far away from the bridge i mean is that why it's not a focus for you um our focus is on retail, retail. restaurant, yeah. uh, um, things of that nature. However, we are open to industrial, and we've talked about it, and we do have some property further south okay. that we feel would be you know, ideal for that because we're focusing on the expressway corridor. We're yeah. focusing on the, on the 495 corridor uh, where you tend to see more retail establishments. Yeah. Warehouse is usually you know, industrial south, you yep. know, rural, and, and it's close to, the, to the, either the border or the bridges. It's possible. Yeah, exactly. So, so you do have land. It's just that you didn't want that to be the focus today. Correct. If industrial got it. Okay. Maybe that's okay. Yeah. So just some wrap-up remarks about how Palmview is open for business. You showed these, you know, these real real tours and. Uh, uh, land developers here today that you've got lots of different lots mm-hmm. tell us about Palmview you know the, the the growth is happening yep again with the census has proven it uh, the growth is happening um, I think our, our population is becoming educated and skilled and we, we have data that shows that they are shopping they're just having to go somewhere else to shop so we can give them more options here locally uh, we feel it will benefit the businesses, the corporations. It'll benefit us here local, locally. Give our re- residents some options. You know, um, you know, we shouldn't have to go to Mission. We shouldn't have to go to McAllen to to shop, to eat, to sit down, and things of that nature. Um, we have a thriving community. We have a very supportive uh, city council and municipal development district that welcomes business that is open to to, to, to making the projects happen. 
And excited about that, that when Daniel said you've got a, an emergency care center facility that's going to be in that Main Street development, mm -hmm. and it's a nationally well-known mm -hmm. company, excited there? Absolutely. Yeah, we've been talking to them for, gosh, maybe a year and a half or so. They're ready to go. We're ready to go. Now we've put them through together with Coldwell Banker with Mike and Daniel, so they're, they're going to close that and make it happen, and we are excited about that, because that'll be the catalyst for this property right here. Okay, and then the work that, that Alex Mead and, and Mike Pettis have been doing for you, I didn't even know this, but Alex was just telling me they finished the whole thing, and, but how useful has their study been to you? It, it was it was really informational for our uh, municipal development board because Mike uh, Alex didn't just do the study he, we asked him to do a presentation before the board so it's one thing to look at the data but it's another to interpret it so he interpreted it tremendously answered questions that they had put things more in perspective again validated some of the things that we felt and knew and some that we hadn't thought about you know, you know for use an example for uh, construction materials you know I think uh, any city would be excited to land a Home Depot or a Lowe's we have three local you know a good uh, size the materials del Valle we have La Popular that, that do really really well so if we enticed or attracted a Home Depot what would that do to those two locals and that's something that I think we had not really thought about but the other thing that you you acknowledge is when he said you've got to make the best use of your your prime land yes. and in some cases that might mean moving your city apparatus your yeah, city hall exactly. and you said you're ready to do yes that. we accept that uh, we agree with that we want this to be a prime location for a commercial development so we made arrangements in advance and working with the school district to acquire those 10 acres south of the expressway not off the expressway south, south. of the expressway and so have you made that public that your city hall is moving uh, we've had public discussions about it yeah. we we we're hoping to make a formal announcement, have a groundbreaking on the property to start with that fire station. Once we get that going, we're waiting on USDA for the final financing terms, and then. But if you, if you potentially you've got a developer here, we had an interest from a, a, a what do you call it a, a an educational institution uh, that they that we rent out that they have space here that they were looking for more space and said you know. But maybe it's worth more for commercial. Yeah, for yeah. much, but uh, yeah. Now, this was two years ago, and now we're thinking, you know, because of our planned development here, it's going to lead right here. Uh, we would probably look towards commercial or retail development. Again, I want to thank the RGV partnership uh, and all the sponsors that made this happen. Uh, this, this is, is putting your city on the map, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, this on the heels of our, i got to give a plug to our, the, the baseball team, the Palmview Elite baseball team that was at the College World Series. That we got some good national attention. Wow. Major League Baseball had it on their website, oh, cool. you know, streaming the game live. So it's brought a lot of attention to Palmview, so people are talking about Palmview. Fantastic. And we're glad to say that, you know, aside from baseball, big heritage here is the opportunity for development. And, and it's just now is the time. The RGV Partnership conducts commercial and investment tours on a regular basis in different cities throughout the Rio Grande Valley. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.